Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bows and Bullets with Christian and Josh. Going to give a shout out where shout outs due to our sponsors, Cast Cray Outdoors. Thank you guys for everything you do. If you need some amazing quality fishing stuff, make sure you head over there and check them out. For all my waterfowl hunters and field goose hunters, make sure you head over there and check out their uh, silhouette decoys. They have some amazing silhouette uh, waterfowl decoys. So with that being said, we're going to roll right into it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of loading your own ammunition. Now that uh, I've, I've shot gear with the ammunition that Josh has loaded for me, I can tell you that uh, I think I actually called you and said this after uh, I shot those deer. I will never go back to just buying ammunition off the shelf and going yeah. hunting. The exact words out of your mouth were, I will never hunt with anything but the ammo you load again <laughs> so it was just the the devastation that came from that 450 bushmaster and i know being a 450 bushmaster when it hits it's just a straight energy dump but yeah they hit like a mac truck and uh if you're in one of the states that regulate uh and mandate a straight wall cartridge or whitetail deer hunting and everything um which we are in ohio's one of those that's my personal favorite is the 450 bushmaster um i'm not taking away anything from the other cartridges out there but that's just my personal preference um i like it in a bolt action firearm and i have a ruger american ranch that i prefer uh i purchased my dad a cva scout which is a single shot and it's the exact same that you have. Yeah. They're very, very accurate, very reliable, and everything. And, uh, but I enjoy loading that cartridge. Uh, I just experimented around and, you know, didn't find it in any loading manuals of that long. So I around and came up with it myself. And, you know, I'm happy with the results. And everybody else seems to be happy along with it. Well, that's like you just said. You know, you played around with it. And that's one of the benefits that you get when you, when you load your own ammunition, right? You're not going out and buying a box that, the same guy, you know, sitting on a assembly line, or mm-hmm. for lack of better words, has done 10,000 of in an eight-hour shift. You know what I mean? You have your cartridge that you have specifically designed. You have put your hands on it. You loaded it. You know exactly what that cartridge is going to do. It's your cartridge. Yeah. yeah. You know how your rifle handles that cartridge. You know everything that there is to know about that round. You're not just going out and like, well, I hope that the guy that produced this box of ammunition today wasn't having a bad day and half of them the primers aren't completely set or didn't show up to work drunk <laughs> didn't show up to work drunk and you know put half the amount of powder that's in it because mm-hmm. let's be honest i think if you shoot for any amount of time whether you're target shooting um whether you're hunting you know if you're shooting ammunition straight off the shelf eventually you're going to have a squib load and for there's those of you squib who, loads there's hang fires there's a dud you know, I mean, I think everybody that's done, you know, significant amount of shooting throughout their lives has experienced a dud. And uh, let's get this straight out there. I'm not hacking on factory ammunition, okay? And like you said, it's the benefits of loading your own. So when you're buying factory ammunition, you're putting your trust into that company. Yeah. And there are factory ammunition out there that I, I, I do like. And I'm not going to mention their names because they don't give us a sponsor. So, but... Um, like you said, you know, when I load my ammunition, I know exactly what I'm making. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, you know, I'm choosing what bullet. I'm choosing the weight grain of that bullet. I'm choosing the powder charge, you know, you know, putting a safe powder charge in it, primer, case, all that. I'm expecting the case on it. So yeah. those are the benefits. And when I load my ammunition, okay, a lot of people think that I'm loading it for cost. All right. I'm not. All right. I'm loading it for the quality. Yeah. So, and you know, it just depends on what you're using that ammunition for also. So when choosing ammunition, that's the very first thing that you should consider is what is its intended purpose. What am I using that cartridge for? You know, yeah. that goes in with the bullet. So if you're out hunting, don't use match grade hollow points. Okay. Those are for custom competition. Yeah. You know, and vice versa and everything else. So what else can we go on with that? Well, what what did you think of the rounds that I loaded you for for that 450 Bushmaster? You give I love tell them. everybody what you thought about it. I loved them. Um, I shot out of the box ammunition, and then I shot your ammunition, and I ended up I ended up tighter groups number one with the custom ammunition. I ended up with um, more velocity out of the ammunition that you had loaded me, and I know. When you're when you're comparing the two, when you're comparing like velocity and stuff like that from factory ammunition to personal ammunition, you're not going to see a whole difference. But it's the amount of difference that that small gap in difference makes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And you know, velocity can aid you. It can also be your enemy. And so one thing, like if you've got a thirty out six, all right. And you're hunting with a soft point, you know, bullet, 150 grain, all right? So now, and you load it, and it's going 2,850 feet per second. Yeah. All right? And you've got another load, same bullet, but it's going 3,000 feet per second. That deer ain't going to tell you which one it preferred. No. All right? And you shoot it in 100, 200 yards. Okay, so some of the things you got to watch are, you know, the energy when it impacts, can that projectile handle that energy? You know, because it has to penetrate down into them organs, mm -hmm. all right? More likely than not, you know, if you use what I just said there, it's probably going to go all the way through. Yeah. And But, you know, your velocity can also affect your accuracy. So it's like, hey, you know, I load this one at 2,900 feet per second, and I'm getting quarter-sized groups at 100 yards, all right? I bump it up to 3,000 feet per second, which is really pushing it, and now I've got baseball size groups. Okay. Yeah. So which one works out better for you? So I would go more towards the accurate bullet on that because, like I said, it ain't going to tell you which one to prefer between that 2,900 feet per second and that 3,000 feet per second. No, it comes down to, like you said, what, what do you as a hunter prefer, right? Mm -hmm. if, I know, if I know, for instance, I'm not shooting past a certain yardage, right? Mm -hmm. and it it kind of gets into the archery world a little bit as well right my arrow setup that i have um i like i like a heavier arrow and i like a mechanical broadhead specifically nap kill zones mm -hmm. i've just had so much luck with that broadhead that i don't think i've ever had a deer run past 25 30 yards now that is with obviously practice and you know, I don't take a shot with a bow 
as any hunter should, unless I know that ethically 100%, everything is stacked in my favor to make that shot. Um, but basically, I've, I've customized my arrow to my bow the way that a rifle hunter should custom, custom an ammunition that they're loading to their rifle. I'm not going to sight my rifle in with factory ammunition and then load the, the handmade ammunition and hunt with that without ever putting a round through it. I'm going to take that rifle out with the ammunition that I'm loaded mm -hmm. and I'm going to dial that rifle in to that ammunition. And I know a lot of people that do exactly what you just said where they'll take cheap ammunition and sight their gun in with it yeah, and then hunt with this other stuff and they've never sent around downrange out of it and that's not the way it works. Different yeah. ammunition shoots differently. Your rifle in the end chooses your ammunition. Correct. Okay, so you may be a huge fan of, I'm not going to mention any brand name, so this is one brand, okay? Yeah. You've used it forever. You buy a new firearm, and it won't like it. Yeah. Okay, and that shit happens, okay? And so you got to experiment with it, you know, and find out what your rifle likes. Um, my son's got a 243. We have not found any factory ammunition that that right that that picky bitch likes it it does not like any of it so I, I hand load and i experimented and i found a load that it loves yeah so is is there anything wrong with the rifle no it's just picky yeah and it, it what do you want to call it? it it don't like hamburger helper it wants a filet mignon you know yeah so but you know a lot of people they get into hand loading like i said for cost and they'll find out real fast getting nice. into it that it's expensive it is it's very expensive getting the equipment getting the powders getting the components getting you know the brass everything you know i've got a plethora of it but you know it's taken me years yeah to acquire this stuff and you know me when i find a good deal i can't pass it up yeah i end up just buying it and so i've got stuff here that i've actually never used <laughs> but <laughs> And well, that, that takes me back to, uh, you know, siding with fa factory ammunition and then hunting with another ammunition. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it? Two seasons ago, you loaded uh, you loaded my stepdad, Mark, 350 Bushmaster ammunition. And he had sighted his rifle in 350 Bushmaster. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, 350. Why is the name? 350 Legend. No, I I loaded him a three oh eight for his Mossford Patriot. No, you loaded him. I promise you, you did. You loaded him three fifty for deer season here in Ohio, and he sighted in with factory ammunition. Well, he never went out. I I can't remember why. Whether it was too cold or we were just too busy with work and things at the time, but. He had never went out and shot with that uh, ammunition. The ammunition you loaded him was a higher grain projectile than what came from the factory. Okay. He never told me this story. I didn't know him sighting it in. You know, I've loaded stuff for him and stuff, yeah. but I, I never heard the story that you're saying. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what the one that I know distinctly was when we were going on that bear hunt. Yeah. Um, he had me load his 308 and. Cited in for him. Yeah. Uh, 
because you guys were working and didn't have the time and I had that membership to the range. And I, oh man, that was a spear deep curl. I loaded for him in that 308 and his 308 absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I had it in in three shots. I fired five total. And I mean, you could cover them with a dime. Yeah. And unfortunately, no bear. Yeah. You know? Never never got the chance to use it. Yeah, but I mean, it's it was, I mean, I enjoyed, I mean, his rifle definitely liked it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. But yeah, I, I didn't know, I didn't know. He never got told me anything about the 350 ammo that he shot out at the range or anything like that. So this is the first time I'm hearing the results of that. But. Well, he pulled up on a doe that had run out in front of him at about 50 yards, and he held it right on the heart because his rifle was sighted in, I mean, to a T, right? And he was like, I know when I pull a trigger on this, it's going to punch that heart. This deer probably going to drop right there. Hmm. Well, it what it actually ended up happening was your ammunition – was a higher grain projectile so it shot lower hmm. so when he shot that doe it went up underneath of it and doe ran off and yeah and that's what happened that's why you don't do that and i know a lot of people that still do that because in their head a it's the dollar sign it's yeah. the dollar signs are changing all right so it's like well i'm gonna go over to walmart and i'm gonna buy the cheapest full metal jacket mm -hmm. rounds that i can find i'm gonna sight it in with that and then I'm good to go. And they think they can use whatever. Mm -hmm. and they, they can't. You, you, it's not the way it works. You know, uh, <laughs> there's so many different factors in there. Like, like you said, different weight grain of the bullet. Yeah. You know, different bullet design. Uh, the propellant that's used. The, how many grains of the propellant that's used. I mean, everything. There's so many factors on it. You, you have whatever you're hunting with. Sight your gun in with that. Yeah. Now, if it's the first time that you're sighting a your rifle in or I can, yeah, you can use cheap ammunition yeah. to get you on paper, Yeah, but you're going to fine tune it in with what you're hunting. With. Exactly. And that's what you, that's what you dial it in and fine tune it with. And if you change it, you better shoot it to see if it shoots exactly the same as the last. Yeah. Cause there's, it's very likely that it will not, it might not be far enough off to, impact anything and then like you said you might miss the deer completely yeah so well it it, go, it breaks down when you're loading your own ammunition it breaks down to literally a science of it you know mm -hmm. that number seven powder you have up there is going to burn different than the 2200 powder or mm -hmm. the number five powder one might burn faster giving you more velocity with a projectile one might burn slower usually the slower gives more velocity and uh so what happens is the when it's going down the bore, all right, you know what expands the bullet is the, is the expanding gases that's created once the, uh, yeah. the propellant is ignited. So the slower the burn, more the push, all right? Now, it's not something so slow that our naked eye can say, you know, these are fractions of seconds and everything like that, but that's where propellant has improved over the years. Mm -hmm. And it used to be, you know, decades ago and all that other stuff that a lot of these propellants weren't available to loaders. Yeah. Okay, they were, you know, they were for factory and that was it. But, you know, and some of the propellants that I really like are IMR 4350. I love that for my 30 out 6, 150 grain mm -hmm. bullet. I load a Sierra Pro Hunter over that, and that is 
my go-to hunting cartridge for whitetail when yeah. I go down to Kentucky. That is, and there's other projectiles that I absolutely love, you know, uh, love Nosler spear. Mm-hmm. And, but when it comes to whitetail deer down there, it's that Sierra Pro Hunter, and they are so ungodly accurate. They, when they hit, they, they come apart on the inside, and this, which is what you want for whitetail. Yeah. Okay. They're not thick skinned game. And so I want an energy dump in it. All right. And, so, you know, some people like the bondeds, which I like bonded too. Mm-hmm. And especially when I go black bear hunting and everything else like that. But I like it when it gets in there and just boom, you know. Yeah. It's like they swallowed some dynamite. Because I don't like to track. Yeah. I hate that shit. <laughs> especially down in Kentucky when they run down them damn hollers. Yeah. So, but yeah, when you load, you load for your quality. That's what you load for. You don't load for cost effectiveness. You know, that, yeah. that is one of the advantage after a while. Yeah, you can load and save you some money. But when you first start off, and you're not saving any money. No. You're, and you're not going to load target rounds. Just, you know, you're not going to load uh, a box of 59 millimeter and, oh, I'm doing this to go out and plink with and I'm saving money. That's not. I mean, some people do. You know, if you're handgun competition stuff like that yeah i mean they're sending a lot of rounds downrange you know so they're going to be loading and saving them some money and they're going to have their particular cartridge that they like you know so um whether it be made by sierra whether it be made by nosler but they're loading you know their match grade bullets for accuracy and everything like that and um i'm not doing that because you know i don't competition shoot and I'm a hunter, and that's what I load for. Uh, my father, he was big into trap shooting and everything, so he was he had his own 12-gauge load that he developed, and he was very good with it. I, I'm in the metallic, you know, loading and everything. So, you know, when I go bear hunting, when I go deer hunting, you know, when we go down home, my whole family lose, uses my loads. Yeah. I load for everybody that goes down there. Uh, my prior hunting partner, who passed away, God rest his soul, um, there was a funny story with him. He kept buying the cheapest ammo that he could find. All right. Well, he was going down there, and I'm not going to mention who made it, you know, not trying to slanderize anybody, but he was not having any luck at all. Yeah. And he was, they couldn't find the stuff he was shooting. They find blood and hair everywhere. They couldn't, and, Deer would run off the property on the property we weren't allowed on, yeah, and, which sucks because you know it's feeding a coyote somewhere. But yep. and my dad would call up, just pissed. <laughs> He's like, he shot another one. We can't find it. And then I'm talking to him, and he was he was borrowing my rifle. And he's like, I think there's something wrong with your rifle. I'm like, I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so. I'm like, you're not going to tell me that rifle ain't accurate. I've seen you shoot it. You've seen me shoot it. I don't know what you're doing because I was up here at the time. I couldn't go on that one. And so the next year, they went down. Same scenario. Mm-hmm. I was up here and I loaded him some ammo. I said, take this ammo and use it. I think the ammo you're using is not opening up. I don't know what you're using, but it can't be opening up yeah. with that many wounded deer. Goes down there. I'm getting a phone call from my dad. 
just pissed. All right. And he's like, same thing as last year. Can't find him. And I'm like, what is going on? So I call him up. I'm like, hey, man, I heard you're not having any luck. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Well, this time, he's using a different rifle. All right? So that's not the common denominator. You can't blame it on that one. Yeah. So, and I pissed him off. So I said, look, there's only two common denominators. Either A, you're using that same damn ammunition, whoever made it, you know, as last year. Or it's you, because you're not using the same rifle. And he, he got mad when I said you, you know, so, but it's, it's one of those. I said, use that ammo that I loaded for you. We know it opened up. After that, that's the only thing he'd ever use. He went out, he shot a buck, and he mm -hmm. shot a doe while he was down there. And tagged out, got a hold of me, and I'm like, well, good. I'm like, did that make a difference? And he's like, oh, yeah. Showed me a picture once exit hole where he's got two fingers sticking mm -hmm. through it, about the size of a golf ball. Perfect. Uh, he hit the buck so hard it bounced. And I'm like, how far did you have to track him? And he said, well, one was about five feet. And that's how far it bounced. <laughs> he goes, but I'm never using anything. And then he, before he passed away, he started to get into loading and the bullet he used was a Sierra Pro Hunter. Yeah. Look how many Sierras as he was just stocking up on that. Oh, yeah. And, hell, but I mean, great bullet. Love them, you know. And, uh, and make no mistake, I don't, I'm talking highly of them. We ain't got no sponsorship to them. Yeah. You know? So it's, that's what, I mean, I swear by them. It's oh, like yeah. Hunting bold and Pro Hunters and them Game Kings are just absolute wonderful, wonderful. And they're so accurate, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like, uh, I think on the, I brought this up on the last podcast, you know, that uh, after I sighted in my rifle with the ammunition that you had loaded me, um, I had set up a Gatorade bottle, and I was like, I'm going to try and shoot the top quarter of this Gatorade bottle at 100 yards. I wanted to see just, you know, how much was going on, right? In my head, I'm like, okay, when I shoot this, this thing's going to fly in the air because when you know, that projectile hits, it's just going to energy dump, and I'm going to have trouble probably finding this Gatorade bottle. Well, I had settled on it, and when I shot, it didn't move. And I'm like, did I seriously miss? Like, what's going on? I walk up to it, and there was a hole perfectly clean through where I was aiming at, at 100 yards, but it never even twitched. I mean, it mm -hmm. never, it just, that projectile passed through that bottle so quickly that it didn't even have, you know, it didn't move. And just zipped it off top. Yeah, so. Gave it a haircut. And I was really hoping I would get a chance to shoot a deer with that. And luckily I did. You know, I ended up head shooting it because I was so focused on making sure I wasn't shooting a small buck. Because I, I have a couple spikes that are in that area, and they were in some tall grass. And I think what had happened was, you know, I... I they, I had a clean shot to the vitals, and this was at 127 yards, and I was just so focused on don't screw this up and kill a spike <laughs> and ruin your buck tag for the year, which, you know, I never, I didn't end up taking a buck this year, not because I didn't have the chance, 
But just because, you know, my decisions as a hunter this year was I'm not going out and shooting a basket six. Like, I want a picture, or I want that, I want to shoot that mature buck like the one you got there, or like, the one, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ones that we've seen around the house. And unfortunately, it just didn't line up this year. But back to my story, I was just so focused on making sure that it wasn't a buck that if and anybody will tell you you know where you're if you're looking down a rifle and through the scope of a rifle and your eyes are looking at the head even if you have the crosshairs that rifle is going to go to where your eyes are at Mm -hmm. and i had left it on there i double checked that it was back on the vitals i looked up at the head one more time and for whatever reason uh i ended up Head shooting. Shooting head. <laughs> no, I and I mean, it, hey, it, there was no track job involved because when I tell you that thing dropped so fast that it didn't even, no, it's a it didn't even know it died. Kill, you know, you harvested it, the animal didn't suffer. and Which, I, and I, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the show or not, but I am not a fan of headshots. I'm not either, And but if, if you can do it. Because, you know, you know mo- most of the time, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen where the deer drops and it's like, cool, there's no ruined meat. There's, which, Well, the head moves more than any part of the body. Exactly. So. And it's the smallest target. Mm-hmm. So how many times do you see it every year where social media, you have, you know, a guy will harvest an elk and he'll walk up and be like, why is there a hole in the antlers? Well, somebody got so focused on the antlers that when they shot, they thought they were making a shot to the vitals. They end up blowing a 30 out six size hole through mm-hmm. the antler of that elk. Or, you know, how many times do you see guys posting trail camera pictures like somebody screwed up a headshot, you know, and it's a it's a nice 11, 10, 11 point buck that is missing its lower jaw mm-hmm. because it got its jaw blown off. And it's like, well, that'll feed the coyotes in about a week. Well, down in a place in Kentucky, um, you've seen the mount that my dad has on the wall. Yeah. And you can't tell this by the mount because taxidermists corrected it and everything, but it was missing an eye when my father took that deer. And that's exactly from what you said. Someone had shot at it mm-hmm. and hit it in the eye. So, you know, that just like, just to prove what, the story that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, it happens. People, they, they see that and they're like, oh, my goodness, you know. Yeah. And ended up, you know, sending one up there by his antlers and his head and everything else. And, I mean, you know, obviously... I don't know, no one will ever know, was that someone trying to shoot it in the head mm-hmm. and missed or just a complete miss altogether. But yeah. So, like I said, my dad ended up harvesting that one. And Well, the, these animals are so tough. And the skull on these animals, you know, over thousands and thousands of years, these deer, bucks especially, they have such thick skulls because come the rut, What's it? What do they do that we all love to watch? They love to fight. They love to get in there, you know, and they're smashing their heads together. They're smashing antlers together. You can't do that with these thin skulls. And so I like I don't I know I'm bigger on social media than you are as far as, you know, I'll get on there and I follow all these hunting pages and stuff like that. But every year I see it where a guy's like, I harvested this buck and there's a broadhead in the skull. Like, and it had been there for so long that the bone has grown around it. I mean, these animals are just so tough that I don't like making headshots 
just for the simple fact of uh, you, there's always that chance you could make a perfect headshot. And you, what happens is you end up with an arrow stuck in the skull of that deer because it didn't penetrate to the brain. So what's easier to punch through one rib that's an arrow or the bullet, whatever is going to get through there into the lungs, into the heart, or trying to punch through that skull in hopes that my shot's perfect, the arrow's not going to move, there isn't going to be a slight breeze that throws that arrow off and it ends up lopping an ear off or something, you know? Yeah, and uh, as far as bow hunting goes, I agree with you on that. Uh, when you start getting into firearms, you score a headshot with, you know, damn near anything, it's it's probably going to kill it. And as long as it hits in the brain area. And I'm not saying go out there with a twenty two or anything, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, even their your lighters uh, stuff like uh, 223s and stuff like that. I mean, some people do deer hunt with 223s. I'm not an advocate for it. But, yeah, if you shot it in the head, you know, you, you score a brain shot, it, it's dead. So, but is it ethical? Mm, that's a debate. Yeah. All right. And I'm on the no factor. Yeah. All right. And you're not going to break me from it. Okay. Um, no, I, I agree. I'm Even, on the no factor for the headshots. I'm on a no factor for the smaller calibers for deer hunting with the 22 calibers and everything. So we'll probably get some feedback on that negative wise. You know. Well, here here's a here's a little bit here's a little bit of a debate for us, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm curious your answer because you spent so much time loading ammunition and loading projectiles. For your standard whitetail, let's say Ohio, Kentucky-sized whitetail deer, right? Mm -hmm. Not getting down into Florida where they're smaller, not getting down up into Canada where they're built like tanks. Mm -hmm. Your straight Midwest whitetail deer. What is the lowest caliber that you would go with even if you were hand-loading your own? And not for headshots, not just for your typical broadside shot. What's the lowest okay. that you would go with? That's, that's a good question. Ethically. Okay, good question, because your the answer to that is depends. All right? That's the answer. Now, Midwest Whitetails. Um, I'm going to disagree with, like, the scenario you put up there when you start saying the monsters up in Canada. I'm not saying they're not monsters. When you get in Ohio, you get in Indiana, you get to Kansas, where you got these corn-fed bastards, mm -hmm. they are big. All right? Um, they are abnormally big. They're not normally. So if you head east into Pennsylvania, south into Kentucky and all that, you will see a significant size difference. And like you said, you start going down to Florida, and they're the size of Great Danes. You know, yeah. but um, what I'm saying for as depends is it also depends on your terrain. Mm -hmm. Where am I hunting at? So, and also the laws and regulations. There's so many factors in this, okay, to determine what type of cartridge you're using, all right? Yeah. So, I'm going to use Kentucky, all right? You go to western Kentucky, it's flat, very flat, all right? So, I would have absolutely no problem at all using a 243, okay? I like that cartridge. I really do. That's what I started my son off with, okay? As you start going east... And you start getting into the hills and hollers country. You start talking to the locals down there. They don't like to shoot them. And then them run down into them hollers and ravines. Or get on a death run and 
roll off a cliff. Yeah. Okay. So they like something that delivers a lot of foot pounds of energy when it hits. All right. Now, as far as minimum, all around go to minimum 243. Okay. Now, if you're going into Ohio, which has a straight wall cartridge regulation, mm -hmm. you obviously cannot use a 243. Yeah. All right. And then you have regulations determining on how small the diameter of the bullet can be. All right. So 350 legend. And it's because you have to. All right. You're, you're not going yeah. underneath it. All right. So 350 legend and it's adequate and you can't go below it. All right. Yeah. You, you can't go down to a smaller straight wall under that 35 diameter by yeah. wall. Um, now, those are the smallest, all right, that I would say. I, I, I don't agree with deer hunting with 223s. I do not agree with deer hunting with 22250s. These are varmint cartridges. Correct. And, I, well, I say correct, but I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I one guy I was talking to about it said the 223 is not. It was developed. Um, for war in Vietnam. And I said, yes. And we lost. So I was like, it's a 22 caliber bullet. All right. That is, all right. So right there is 22 caliber Sierras. And what's it say on it? Varminter. It's a varmint bullet. Yep. All right. So you owe the animal that you're harvesting a clean kill. Okay. So now I have my preferred favorites. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to track either. Now, tracking in Ohio is different than tracking in Kentucky. Yeah. All right. Or any east of us into the, you know, you get in the Appalachians. You went over there on a bear hunt. You you've seen the hills and mountains and yeah, you know, it's no joke. Kentucky's uh, hollers and everything else. This ravines. big boy was struggling. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, do you really want to track one down there to where you're going to drag it up? Yeah. You know, or you'll be able to get to it in the first place. So I like an energy. I like my 30 out six. Okay. That's my, and it's uber, uber, uber popular. Mm -hmm. So like 30 out six, uh, like 308s, uh, 270s. All right. My dad swears by 270. It's all he'll deer hunt with. And anything around that, you know, that's comparable to them is adequate. So I don't have a definitive answer to your question other than yeah. depends depends on where you're at you know so what's what's the laws what's the regulations what's the terrain i'm using yeah and am i do i have open pasture field shots to where i need a far flat shooting cartridge okay yeah. or am i woods hunting where i'm not getting 100 yard shots of this timber okay yep so uh but i mean does that answer your question it <laughs> does no it does of? it does and, and that's and I, you went with it in a direction I was hoping you would go with it because mm -hmm. what I get from this and what anybody else listening might get from this is take a look at the area you hunt, the animal you hunt. What do I, can I afford to track, right? Mm -hmm. Can I afford to lose a little bit of knockdown power, but I know I'm going to make up for it because I can shoot longer distances. Mm -hmm. Um or am I going to be in an area like you, you've seen where I hunt here in Ohio? My one property that I have is surrounded by nothing but field. Now, I have 250 yards of field on either side where the property line ends, not including the other 400 yards of field where the property line stops. Hmm. So 
granted, I have woods that surround all those fields. So I know if I need to make a farther shot, I know my round isn't going to travel far, or far enough to, you know, I, I have a safe backstop, I guess mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. So I want a rifle that, like I said, I know I can uh, lose a little bit of knockdown power, but I also know that I have the ability to shoot out to 200 plus yards. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to reach out and touch it if I need to, but also close if I need to. So that's what I love about the ammunition you loaded me. Like I said, at 100 yards, well, I ranged that deer at 127 yards. There was no drop in that bullet at all from 100 to 127 yards. Um, it hit right where it needed to hit, and it just decimated that doe. I was, I was excited about that part. And, I, and like I said, when I called you, I'm like, I'll give you, you know, whatever. Just load me up enough of this that I'll tell you. If I, I won't have to buy deer ammunition for the next decade. You'll like this story. It goes hand on hand with what we were just talking about. Um, this other property that we used to hunt down in Kentucky, my dad built a cabin on it. Um, we don't go there no more, and but we that's was where we used to always go. And one of my dad's friends was going down. Mm -hmm. You know, only went down one year. He'd never been down there. He'd never hunted out of state before. And I used to work for him up at a local bar that he owned, bartended for him. And he, like I said, he was going to go down there with us, but he didn't know anything about mm -hmm. it, okay? And he, I hate to use, the word's ignorant, you know, and it's not a negative uh, word that I'm using. It just means, you know, lack of knowledge, or he, he wasn't knowledgeable on it. So he's asking all these questions, and I'm telling him, and I was a lot younger then, you know, this was 20-some years ago. Yeah. And he asked what type of gun we should take down there, well, that he should take down. And I said, okay. I said, any deer camp you go down there, you're going to see a .30-06. You're going to see a lot of .270s. You're going to see a lot of .308s, something around that. And he was like, Jesus, that's awfully big, ain't it? I said, no, they're not. I mean, they're still small bore kind of, There's bottlenecks. You know, you got a mm -hmm. lot of velocity on them. And, uh. You, know, you can't hunt with them up here, but you can down there. And down there, you want a lot of knockdown. And so he didn't really take what I said to heart. He started asking other people and all this other shit. One of the guys he was talking to is a huge varmint hunter up here. Mm -hmm. All right. And said, you know, I'm going to sell you a gun for down there. Sells him a 220 Swift, which is a great varmint cartridge. Yeah. All right. And I get in there, and he says he bought one. I'm like, what'd you buy? He's like, 220 Swift. I'm like, God damn it. All right. And I'm like, it, it can be done. I said, but you, you bought a varmint cartridge for deer hunting. And I was like, and, and man, you don't know the terrain down there. Yeah. I said, it's all up and downhill. <laughs> so, you know, when you shoot it, you, you're really wanting to try and minimize how far it goes and you know there's no guarantee on how far it goes just because you're using a 30-06 but the more energy the more likely that you are you know to, to drop it and so the guy he bought it off of came in a couple days later and he's pointing out he's like this is a guy that says it won't work i'm like i didn't say it wouldn't work mm -hmm. i just said there's more ethical 
All right, yeah. there's more practical. Well, and then, so then a debate starts, and I'm getting pissed because like you're not going to win this fucking debate. All right, and uh, it goes on and on and on, and all that stuff. I'm like, this is a varmint cartridge. You go buy a factory box of ammunition for this right now, and it's going to show you the CXP rating on it, and there's going to be a goddamn groundhog or a gopher <laughs> or a coyote yeah. on the box, not a deer. And I said, you go buy the 270 or 308, 30-06 or whatever, and it's going to show a deer. All right, that's how simple this is. And I was like, this is more practical than that. And he looked at me and the guy who bought the rifle off him goes, not if you shoot him in the head. And when he said that, the guy who bought the rifle goes, oh, Jesus Christ, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up turning around and getting a 25-06. Yeah. And, you know, kind of met in the middle on that one, and, which I like 25-06. I ain't got nothing against it. And, you know, it's, you know, that's another one that's right around that 243. But, yeah, I mean, so that, like I said, that's the old story goes hand in hand with what you're talking about right there. And he's not if you shoot him in the head. And I'm like, ah, yeah, the guy, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, the guy who bought the gun was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I should have known it. So. Well, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. This was a really good topic. I think, uh, I think a lot of people are going to like the information we put out on this one, you know. Once again, we're going to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Cast Cray Outdoors. Thank you guys for everything you do. Use code BNB10 at checkout to get yourself 10% off at castcray.com. Um, with that being said, guys, that's, that's it for today's episode. So thanks for staying with us. If you're still here this long, thank you. Make sure wherever you're listening from, Spotify, all that good stuff, go ahead and give us a like and a subscribe. Give us the best rating you can. We, you know, we'd like to see the ratings. Um, head over to our Facebook page and check out what we got going on there. Uh, make sure you follow that. If you guys have any topics you want to hear us talk about, jump on there and post them. I'm sure we can get a, quite a few lively debates going on here. Yeah, I'd like to do one on proper firearm maintenance one of these days. <laughs> and because I got a lot of family members that completely forgot how to do it. Or at least act like they do and con me into doing it for them. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get off here. Thank you so much. Make sure you like, subscribe. Um, remember to always sit still, shoot straight, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.